what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that can drive a sane person stark raving mad. It could be about news, music, sports, weather, the bus, the train, crackheads, giant umbrellas in the rain, and damn what I wouldn't give to just be busting and ranting about crackheads and people that don't know how to use an umbrella in this motherfucking city. That, however, is not the topic of conversation. The rant is going to be our coronavirus East Coast, West Coast update check-in with Franklin just to see how how life is going uh, during this self-quarantining, lockdowning situation over there versus over here. And over here, we're dumb as fuck in this city and we can't get our shit together. So I'm just wondering if our neighbors all the way to the left are having the same fucking problem. So stick around. We talk for a while. We rant. We ramble. We go like six different ways to Sunday. But it's nice to get your mind, you know, on on other things while thinking about the same thing that everybody else is thinking about. So uh, here we go. All right. You do the intro. You do it. Uh, well, well, the intro will play itself out, but we're going to check in. East Coast, West Coast, check in on the Rona. Everybody's now abbreviating it to the Rona. I don't even know if that's appropriate. Is it too soon? I feel like it's not. It's a little jokey, but, like, we shouldn't really be making jokes because we haven't even hit the apex of this motherfucker they're building fucking field hospitals in fucking Central Park. They're shutting down Aqueduct Racetrack, which has been shut, turning that into a fucking field hospital. So I'm not really, I'm not really sure if I'm comfortable calling it the Rona. Are you comfortable you calling with, it the Rona? I like to call it COVID. COVID. Okay, we can keep it in COVID because somebody called it the Rona, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not really there yet. It's also a little outdated and corny as far as, like, abbreviations go. It feels very 2007 to me, so I'm sticking with COVID. <laughs> what was going on in 2007? It's just, like, it's just that's the way people did slang then, I think. Oh, no. I can't. This is why I can't read Twitter, because what's the first tweet? What Last night in the ICU of a New York City hospital, I cared for 20 patients who were all on breathing machines due to COVID-19. Some really young in their 20s without comorbidities. Everyone is extremely sick, but sicker patients keep flooding in. Really? Really? Well, Happy fucking hear, Easter. Did you hear when Trump said that large hospitals only, in, only need two ventilators each? I don't even want to... I can't even look at these pictures of these tents going up in Central Park. I mean... It, it makes me want to fucking vomit. Don't look at him. How do you not? I almost want to walk over there tomorrow when I walk the dog. I can't. I mean, I don't think that's something you could ever, like, unsee in real life. No. If you look at that, if you look at, like, a shitload of white fucking tents. In America. Next to the conservatory gardens on 5th fucking Avenue across from, uh, across from Mount Sinai Hospital. Where, by the way, I was born, for the record. Mazel. Thank you. Appreciate that. But still, what the fuck? Agree. I never thought I'd see a field hospital in America. So so why are we not seeing everyone, like the country, just... What is it going to take to lock the fucking country down? I I keep coming back to this shit. I mean, we just don't live in a police state in the way that some of these other countries maybe live in a more similar police state. So, like, we would have to get really, really, really uncomfortable... Right, I think with like. Uh, I think being on a policy. fucking ventilator when you're 20 is pretty fucking uncomfortable. 
I agree, but I'm just saying, like, if I think the reason it hasn't happened yet in the way that it has happened in, like, China and South Korea is because they the live Dominican in The Dominican Republic, Spain, what, Madrid. What happened, what happened in the Dominican Republic? The Dominican Republic, I just found out from one of my friends, they, are on, they have a mandatory curfew from 5 p.m. to 6 a.m. If you are caught outside, you are arrested. I don't... Uh, disagree with that at this point i would be okay with that me too so i don't let meanwhile just go outside let people get their daytime sun let people do their grocery runs and other than that let people walk their animals and other than that yes as much as it pains me to say it because you know what's going to happen tomorrow with because of all because people are curious by nature how many motherfuckers are going to walk going to want to walk up to the field hospital in Central Park and Instagram that shit and send photos. Like, how many people are really going to be like, what, I want to go, like, I would, honestly, I'd be curious. I would be like, let me go take a look. It's walkable. I'm out. I I could social distance myself. But stay the fuck away. Like, what? Well, I hope they have security over there. I'm sure they do, but I'm sure you can still get, you, you can still stand up on that hill. There is that hill that you can stand up on and I'm sure see down. Over that, I guarantee you, if I walked across the North Woods and stopped up by that little fort situation that they have up there that I really should know the name of, but I don't, where the flagpole is, that is the high, I guess it's the highest point in the park. Like, you could see that. I could cross the park drive, and you could literally look right over the conservatory gardens and see all that shit. To me, that's traumatic. Like, I'm not even clicking on the fucking hashtag. But some of the fuckers will want to go and be like, you know, these morbid... Fucking photographers that just are like, I want to post it on my Instagram. Fuck you. What's the problem? Says someone who's obsessed with Instagram. I don't know. What? So the problem with that that you have is that they went outside for no reason to take pictures. A, yes. The problem is that they went outside for no reason. Uh, Also, the problem is that it is potential, like, crowd situation. The park has been fucking regularly crowded. With people, I mean, I don't, I see it from what I see from other people because in all honesty, and and I posted this again for someone on my Instagram, I am out before the sun comes up in the fucking more, I go out, 5.30, 6 a.m., I do my 15-minute shitty-ass one-mile run, get the dog some exercise, come back in the goddamn house, and then I don't leave until the next morning unless I need to walk the dog so he can poop because he won't do that on the roof. Thank God, you know, unfortunately. But, or he goes up on the roof. Like, that's it. Look, I agree. All right, so give us an update on, meanwhile, before we even start, give us the update on what life is like on the left coast as of today, March 29th at 9.53 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So what time is it over there by you? 6.53. 6.53. Go ahead. Thank you. (laughs) Good in the maths? (laughs) Um, You know, it's probably really similar. I think that... People are certainly out less. There's so much less traffic. Like I'm running across six lane roads that I would never consider trying to put oh. traffic across in like regular time. Um, running like on your jog running or running to like jaywalk? No, like while I'm running, like because I'm running through the neighborhood. And so normally if I'm going to cl- cross a big road, I'll run up to the, where the traffic light is. And now it, you don't, I don't need to do that for the most part because there are That's so crazy. few cars coming out. I mean, that said, you still see people and you wonder, you know, 
I'll see like five kids and like four adults and you wonder like okay these are two families like so they're together like is this is this safe like can like I don't know that families should be seeing other families they shouldn't be seeing other families no I think though it's not always and I'm not this is not a blanket statement but I think that a lot, what I'm noticing is that a lot of people with kids feel like they're sort of exempt from certain rules because they have to do things with their kids. They have to get out with their kids. And I understand that. But, like, I don't know that you need to be, you know, talking to and touching other families at this point. You like, could be out with your kids, but, your you like, families family. can be out. You can be out with the people in yep. your immediate household. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not saying, like, the mom has to take one kid out or the other mom or the dad and the dad or whatever, or whoever's in the household. Like, the family unit can go out, but you sure as shit do not need to be, like, making play dates with another fucking family, like your next-door yep. neighbor even. Like, I, I even said to one of my friends because she lives down, she lives down in Tennessee and, like, her kid ran by my phone. We were video chatting on WhatsApp. I see her kid run by my phone, and then I see some other random chick, like, run by, and I'm like, who the fuck was that? And yeah. she's like, oh, oh, she's okay. That's just the neighbor from next door. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean she's okay? I said, I was like, dude, she might be okay, but do you know, like, who else is coming over to the house, like, at all during the course of their day or night or who's staying there I'm like and then she goes home and you know who's touched the fucking doorknob or what package they got from Amazon like you have to so extrapolate now like 27 degrees of separation like Kevin Bacon's game sorry to tell you long gone there is no more six degrees of any separation you need like 966 degrees of separation (laughs) you need to be like yo who did this motherfucker get a package from and where did the delivery come from and who touched it and who rang the doorbell and who left that's where that's where it gets really overwhelming yeah of course you can it's like and that's why and i know what you're gonna say and i agree to for the most part but that's why it's like if you don't lock it down a hundred percent on some level, it's like we're all, it's not, I don't want to say you're not locking it down at all, but like anything less than a hundred percent is like zero, 20%. Okay, fine, 20%. Like, you don't know who touched what you, and look, we all have to go to the grocery store, we all have to touch stuff, so let's just be conscious to wash our hands when that's done before we touch anything. But at the same time, it's like if we're not all. If, if, if we're not all observing these rules, then Right, and here's my question, because I also talked to another one of my friends, my brother from another mother, and he is a firefighter in British Columbia, in Vancouver. And he said that they now have a wash station outside their house. And when I tell you this dude lives in, like, the middle of nowhere, British Columbia, Kootenai Bay. The yeah. guy, you look out his window, and it is, like, the most breathtaking, unbelievable view you can imagine. And... He's a first responder, and he lives with his wife and their cats. And he said, oh, we have a wash station outside. I said, you have a wash station? He was like, yeah, when we come back from the grocery store, we actually wash down and bleach all the packages of shit that we buy. And then we leave them outside and let them dry because they look at everything as contaminated. They look at everything. I'm like, fuck, I didn't do that like I didn't think to like take that next step like I wiped down the box from Amazon I let it sit outside for 24 hours but I didn't think about wiping down the shit I take out from inside the box 
I don't think that you can go there. Even And when you watch this Dr. Fauci thing, you'll see what he says about Amazon boxes versus doorknobs and, like, where this virus lives versus, like, where it really doesn't and what okay. he's not worried about. I don't think... The if person that puts the thing that looks at the shit on the shelf and is like, no, I don't really want that and puts it back, like, after they wipe 100%. their nose, like, I don't fucking know. I just think that you can't go... You can't lose your mind because then it's literally never ending. Then you're wiping something down and then you're wiping your hands down and then you're re-wiping the thing down. Like, it becomes a cycle. So I think you have to really just listen to the scientists and heed what they say in terms of where the virus lives and where it doesn't. Otherwise, it's never ending. I know, and I couldn't even imagine being someone with, like, OCD, like, trying to live through this. I can't even imagine what that must be like psychologically. Like, even the most minor case. I can, my, I was talking to my therapist, and she mentioned that she had several clients who have OCD, and this is incredibly, like, the worst thing that's ever happened to them. It's It's got to be absolutely mind-bending for you to be having to, like, how many times did I wash it down? How many wipes did I use? How many, I can't, the counting and the compulsivity and the, is that even a word? I think I just made that up. That was a yeah, no, one. that's a word. Is it? Hundred percent. Oh, I gotta write that down for the words with friends. Um, that's probably too many letters. Probably. There goes the math. Uh, but I don't. I I think it would be absolutely gut wrenching. I think just. I mean, even having an underlying condition, you know, like asthma or something, where you're like, fuck, like I'm fucked if I get it. Like. Totally. I have a friend who's. 30 and he was like I'm gonna die if I get it and I was like you are not and he was like I have asthma and I was like oh shit yeah well that's <laughs> what do you say you're like it. fucked you're like yeah don't get don't it get like it. stay put him in a bubble like this but this is this comes back to the whole patient zero thing like how does somebody like that then return to society like how does someone like that like then go back high risk people Go back and say, who do you trust to say it's okay to go back outside? Who do you trust to say it's okay to, like, you know, go back? Like, if you live in in the suburbs and you work in the city or you commute in, like, who's going to tell you it's okay to get on that bus and commute in or that it's okay to get back on the train and commute in or to drive in to go to a convention or to, like, I think, I think everything is, like, forever changed. I don't know if there will ever be... What is normal going to be? Well, that's that's going to be an interesting, and trust me, I look forward to it because it's better than this, but that's going to be an interesting, I think, couple of weeks or a month. When it's going to be first, awkward as fuck. Well, when the first orders go out to say, okay, like XYZ types of businesses can reopen and you can go out for these purposes and people who are going to absolutely jump on that and be like I'm out and back to life versus the other end of the spectrum of people who are like I don't trust it yet I'm still staying home like I don't want to go back to work yet and then people who I think I'll probably fall in which is kind of like slowly casually make my way back into the world but like I think people are all going to go at it at different speeds fucking crazy I think it's fucking crazy I think like who shuts it down first? Like, who says, okay, United States, this is it. Everybody in your house, nobody comes out. 
You have all these wackadoodle fucking pastors, all these mega churches, fucking that Falwell motherfucker opened up right. Liberty University and like 12 people got sick within like the first 10 minutes and one of the dads of three, did you see that? One of the dads yeah. of one of the students was like, bro, I am as far right wing progressive as you can get and you're a motherfucking crazy bastard. Yeah. Like. Well, they said, so I was listening to Left, Right, and Center on Friday and someone, I forget what her position was, but she was like, the United States will never do that for some reason. Then she was like, because too many people have too many guns. What? Like, if they shut the country down, there are too many people with too many guns. Or what are they going to do? Like, go like, shoot their way go shoot their way back to work? Like, I mean... Maybe if somebody tries to tell them to go inside, because it's not... It wouldn't be like, oh, they're just trying to go back to work. It would be like, you know, they're trying to do live their lives, and some civilian or police officer is going to try and give them a ticket, it'll shoot them in the face. Yeah, that's fucking... I didn't even think of that. That's actually terrifying. Terrifying. I look. What are you gonna do? Strap yourself with your AR-15 when you go to fucking Walmart and like? Honestly, we people have done it for way less. Yeah, that's true. We're obsessed with our freedom, and people are obsessed with their quote personal freedom in this country. Well, then let like. Then they need to wear yeah, like let them a all kill each other. Yeah, let them wear like a fucking poncho that like an orange poncho. Let them strap <laughs> up in their fucking camo and let them go have like a shoot 'em up, bang it out. Like let them have the early hour at the supermarket and yeah. let them just like blow each other the fuck away. Like forget giving the, the the seniors like early time or the people with like disabilities or like challenge like whatever. Let these motherfuckers take their guns and go shoot it out over a fucking roll of toilet paper. No, what about the grocery workers? My friend works at the grocery store. Yeah, they don't... Store. Okay, they can stay inside. They can bang it out okay. in the parking lot. Like, fucking... Okay. I mean, it's it's batshit fucking crazy. I know. And Fauci, and I, I think, is, is done with... Tra- like, Fauci is now on every network all the fucking time, like, saying, this shit ain't anywhere near over. Mm-hmm. The virus picks the timeline. There's going to be, like, 100,000... He was, like, a million cases and 100,000 deaths and like the, the statistics were like okay I know there's a lot of people in this country but still I know which is I why know. every other country is looking at us like you're fucked like donuts was like you guys are fucked like my friends in Italy were like yeah we're locked in our houses we don't need to go anywhere good luck over there like they're all looking at us like yeah we're, we're doomed like we're, there's literally gonna be like nothing left and I don't I don't blame them for that ugh that's scary. Like, I, I mean, they tell... It was really interesting to talk to them. I mean, it was interesting because they also said, and and Donuts also said, like, they're not giving out statistical information in Canada. Um, they're, like... And he's a first responder, and he can't get the information. And he said that yeah. he's getting it, like, piecemeal from, like, if he goes out... If they go out on a call, which is now also... They have the whole fire department. He's a volunteer firefighter. They go out on a call, and they have all these protocols that they have to follow. Like, one person in the truck. There can only be two people in the cab of the truck. One person has to have an N95 respirator on. Like, 
Well, one thing that's really, really irritating me is watching people, individuals, walk around with N95 masks when we know that it's been, like, scientists and doctors have said that it doesn't do much for you as an individual, but it's so necessary in hospitals. It is. How dare you go out, stay home? Like, how dare you go outside with your mask? when there are hospitals and doctors and first responders who genuinely need them to do their job safely. Like, fuck you. How about... People are at home, like, crocheting till their fingers bleed, making masks for people, because all of these other assholes, like, took everything else. It's... I saw... I was driving on the freeway last week uh, to get groceries, and I saw a box of N95 masks that must have fallen off a truck just, like, splayed out all over the freeway, and it was, like, the saddest thing because they're so in need, and there goes, like, 100 masks or whatever. Oh, my God. Where's Brentwood in in relative comparison to you? Did you see that photo on the Twitter machine? Of, no, like, I don't some, do Twitter. Um, some outside Post market me. in Brentwood? Oh, the, the, yeah, the Brentwood market, yeah. Uh, it's fucking packed. Oh, yeah, because that those are the Gwyneth Paltrow's of the world. Like, though, Brentwood is, like, the... <laughs> so everyone there is on the goop buying vagina-scented candles while, like, everyone else is dying? Yeah, it's, like, the Country Mart. or No, it's the Malibu Country Mart. I forget what the one in Brentwood is called. But it's just all, like, wealthy white women who probably think that this is... That they can't get it or that they won't die from it. And they need to get their fresh flowers and, like, homemade jam and, you know cashmere sweater like that's who those people are you know those are the ones that are like holding crystals and telling you that like this is all happening for a reason and you're just like I don't want to hear that from you even if it is like you're not the one to like GP followers are not the ones to tell me what the deeper meaning of this is like fuck off it's gonna be nuts when that boat arrives here tomorrow that's gonna be crazy Where's the That's coming? also coming. That giant U.S. naval ship Comfort is coming to port. I'm sure it's going to be somewhere here on the west side. It's got. It's going to oh, be it's coming to the port of Los Angeles. I think you're getting one too. We're getting the Comfort. I think you're getting the other one. Yeah. And th- and that's not even for. Be- that's actually to handle the overload of like regular, everyday, other emergencies. Like, other reasons to be in the hospital. Who's John Prine? I don't know. Some musician? Soledad O'Brien is, like, now freaking out. Why? She said, God damn it, if we lose John Prine, I swear to fucking God. Oh, that was Patton Oswalt. Sorry, not Soledad. Patton Oswalt. Not a fan. I don't know who John Prine is. I guess he's a musician, but fuck, I'm sorry. That sucks. That sucks. You know that symptom of, like, you lose your taste and smell? Yeah. Did you realize that? Yeah. Today, when I was running, I had a metallic taste in my mouth, Uh and I was like, what if that's that? And then I was just smelling the lotion on my arms, like, throughout the whole run to make sure. You were like, I I probably shouldn't have licked that pole before I started my job. (laughs) And then I was like, when I came home, I drank, like, a half a Gatorade fruit punch, and I was like, "Can, can I taste it? Can I taste the fruit punch? Can I taste it? I did. But I was like, you just every symptom now. I'm like, is this something? Is this something? I to know worry about? you can't. I know, but you also can't go like too far down can't that rabbit hole. I know. It's cra- it, it, I don't know. It's it's. I don't know where you. I think it, it's like you said. It's where you choose to draw the line. It's where you. 
how you choose to process everything and 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 listening to the experts, I guess. I'm going to go watch that Fauci thing because he's really one of the only people that I'll listen to aside from like this Dr. Seema Yasmin and Sanjay and like Gupta yeah. and Fauci. Like I don't or the guy from the past Obama administration who's always on with Lawrence O'Donnell. He's a really Ezra somebody as I can't remember his name. He was the the guy there Fauci from before. And Fauci, I gotta tell you this, and I know he's Italian, but he has like a New York Jewish attitude and I'm quite attracted to him for an old guy. Like <laughs> I would marry Dr. Fauci. Like, I would I would love to go to Maybe you could run the Fauci Fauci. fan club. I'm sure if we Google like Fauci fan club, I'm really sure that that exists. It's just such a like, like he has such a comforting but serious and intellectual energy. I'm like, I just love him. He's cute too. He's like a little beaner. So does Cuomo. Cuomo's pulling, Cuomo is really stepping up. Yeah. He's not, he's not playing. He is like the one calming factor in giving out terrifying information. Yeah. He has He's a way. He has a way of like presenting it with this like Italian grandfather. Like I kind of feel like he's going to come out with like a big plate of pasta and some bread and like right. I'm going to be able to eat my feelings and like carb load while he's like talking right. to me and I'm and that's going to be okay. Like he's a comforting presence as well. Yeah. Has has Lincoln mentioned why he thinks they haven't enacted the defense act or whatever He hasn't, but that's an excellent question for you to tweet at him and I and I am pretty sure he will answer you. I mean, tweet. do it on the then find him on his Mitchell Minute on the Instagram. Right. He'll he'll answer okay. you if you message him or post it under one of his videos. He's he is interacting way more on. So I mean, clearly everybody is because they have nothing else to yeah. do. I mean, a lot of people that are out of work or don't have jobs are way more active on social media yeah. because it's also a connection. You also like need people. It's so he's there. So that's a really good question to ask him because. I don't know what the, what he did say though about this bullshit. Like we're only going to lock down the states that don't kiss my ass hard enough. Trump is like New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Crazy. He was like, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> like that's completely illegal and it's completely not happening. And like, go fuck yourself, bro. Like this whole like loyalty bullshit of appreciation and like the fucking Godfather, like. Sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, go stand on your omelet line at Mar fucking Lago and just shut the fuck up and let the people that have a functioning fucking brain cell handle it. Like, I literally muted the, the his press conference for, like, I listened to Yamish, like, give her a question, and then the guy that really stood up for her, this Jeremy Diamond guy, who was, like, he got called on. And he was like, hold on one second. I just want you, Mish, to finish your question. And, like, Trump, you could see the smoke, the orange smoke coming out of, like, his cavernous, empty, vacant head. Yeah. That he was like, because he knew he couldn't, like, be like, no, you can't ask your question. And then Yamish was like, thank you very much. He took the microphone from this guy, asked her question. And then that that guy, when he got the microphone back, grilled the fuck out of Trump and reread his quote back to him directly about how he talked about how he won't call anybody if they're not nice to him and all this kind of shit. It was that I watched and then I saw that and I was like, I'm done now. That guy grilled him because I'm still waiting for someone to get the fuck up and walk the... F- After that, 
they should have walked out because after that guy grilled him and made him feel so fucking uncomfortable, he, Trump went on like a tirade about how good his ratings are and how it's bigger than the Super Bowl and all this. And I, that would have been the time when I would have said, thank you very much. You answered my boom, chuck my press pass, stood up, said, I call bullshit and walked out and let the Secret Service have escorted me out and made a big fucking scene. And that would have been the nightly lose that would have been running on every network everywhere and that person would have been a goddamn motherfucking hero, and I'm yes. I, I'm I'm hoping that 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 moment comes. I mean, it ha- they, how long can we go through this? Like, how long can we sit through this? Same guard. He's just the weirdest combination of psychopath, narcissist, and like moron. Like, it's the weirdest cross section. He just he has zero empathy. He could care less about any individual, any sick person. And he's also an idiot. Like the he dumbest. The dumbest of the dumb. Yeah. So dumb. I mean, and that's the motherfucker that's like, pretends to be running shit. A failed fucking reality TV yeah. star. My who- dad today was like, I can't fucking believe it. Like, the guy owns a fucking building. That's why he's the president. Like, oh, I own a fucking Trump, I own a fucking Trump Tower. That's why I'm the president. Fuck out of here. Like, my dad. I don't even think he owns it anymore. I don't no. even think, like, he owns shit anymore. His fucking no. golf clubs. And I don't, I think that might be, like, just his name. Probably. He's a fuck. I mean, how's, when you said omelet line at Mar a Lago, I just got so depressed thinking about the kind of food that's there. It's my, like, most depressing food. Like a like just like a, a milk toast white person Ugh. like buffet with like a omelet station like I hate that shit I just got depressed thinking about it. I don't know. It's 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 like you can't watch it. You have to watch. You don't watch it. Like you're on that Twitter like. I'm not, you know what? I was not on it. I was not on a lot today. I was not, I I was not on the news at all. I really tried to stay off the Twitter. I watched, uh, I will tell you that I watched two hours of, there's a great documentary on the West Memphis three because I refuse to watch the Tiger King. I refuse to watch that. I can't look at another like piece of white trash. I just, sorry. (laughs) There are very decent, like, quality white trashy people that just live that lifestyle and I'm okay with that there are however plenty of like crazy twisted scary anti-semitic racist as fuck white trashy dumb fucks and this Tiger King guy is like one of those like he is literally like what would happen if like an AR-15 like had a baby (laughs) with Trump like that would be the result of that like that's how fucking dumb i i literally stopped listening to the podcast because because this other guy that i that i kick it with on instagram this bay block ac the guy in atlantic city who by the way i thank all the time for his pictures and his videos like the guy goes to the boardwalk shoots the sun he runs in the morning also and he gets these amazing sun sunrises and like the ocean and like it's just so good to hear the water and see that and he just stands there and he's like Okay, right now, fucking, here's your 15 seconds of, like, the ocean. I'm like, thank you. He, he's obsessed with it. And I, he's like, do a rant about the Tiger King. I'm like, I stopped listening to the podcast when it came out months ago because I couldn't take it anymore about the, this idiot that somehow managed to get his hands on, like, wild cats, like, these big cats, and, like, locked them in some fucking cage in, like, Oklahoma fucking Oma. <laughs> It feels 
um, animal animal abusey to me, and that's why I haven't delved in yet because it just feels like they're I, abusing animals. It's all over the Twitterverse. It's all over. I list. Wondry put the podcast out months ago, and I was I started to listen to it because I their other podcasts were really good and like their the way they tell the stories is great, and I really miss Serial and like all those other podcasts that spun off that, but. I couldn't. I, I think I listened to two episodes, and I was like, "This is in, this is fucking insane." And this is why does yeah. this guy even have access to that? I don't even want to know. I, like, lock them all the fuck up. Get the cats back to somewhere to somebody that could take care of them, so they don't all die. Like, yep. it, it it was ridiculous, and I was like, I have to worry about like that now on top of like everything else. There's not enough. I don't drop acid. Like, what am I supposed to do to like work <laughs> with that? I haven't even. I'm like, I don't even have a bottle of wine in my fucking apartment. What about, like, a bottle of tequila? Nothing. I don't drink tequila. It gives me a headache. You know what? I have remnants of Goldschlager from, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> really? That's Tequila's the only drink. Tequila and mezcal are the only ones that don't give me a headache. Wine makes me, gives Dude, me a migraine. Dude, you could talk to the dad in Schmooperville. Schmooper dad is, like, Mr. freaking tequila man. You know, The Rock came out with the tequila. You need to Wait, get on that. He just, I mean, I, to be, I, the this, this bottle of tequila that I just bought was the first bottle of alcohol that I purchased in like six years I I'm I I get California drunk if you know what I mean I have I no like, idea can you please explain to me what California drunk is what is that a white girl thing in California no I just made I think I maybe made it up it's just, I smoke weed I don't I don't that's California getting California drunk is getting high I just made it up I don't know I think you need like, to find that and come back to us I think now I'm fascinated choose, if I choose to in, indulge Nine and a half times out of ten, it will be just with my little weed pen because it's legal. It's legal here. It's yeah, it's legal there. But I get drunk on the Shelly wine, and it's like <laughs> Sheldon. Sheldon's wine is like. Well, I haven't drunk the Sheldon wine in a while because there's a whole other situation that exists, and I will never go back to that restaurant ever again in my life. Okay. Because it's owned by the same motherfucker that owns the coffee shop with the whole oh. situation. So right. we have to find another way to get get our hands on the on the Shelly wine. But Shelly wine is like. I don't know if it's like this cheaper. What, they know wine. I don't know. Meanwhile, I've had friends that own restaurants like Sommeliers, and one of my friends is a Sommelier. I don't know shit on Chinola. I don't want to taste leather and orange peel and like all this other shit. I'm like these notes that I said. I just don't want it to burn the back of my throat. I want it to go down smooth. I like a good um, Gewurztraminer, and I like a good. Um, I think it's a Zinfandel. I don't know. They know I what I like. They know what I drink. What's funny is. Sheldon knows what to order. Like, Sheldon knows what to get for me. She's like, she knows what I want, and so does Joseph, and so does Mehdi, and I'm okay with that, and I trust them. And then I have two glasses. I think, like, they're half. Like, I don't know how they pour. Like, it's like a quarter of a glass, whatever. Right. And I'm fucking done. I'm like, and then I just take the bottle and chug it right from the bottle, like, because class is my middle name, so. Remember when you, I feel like this was in the summer, maybe. You were doing, like, (laughs) wasted-ass Instagram stories. Like Yo, I was so <laughs> You were so wasted That was two crazy. I think that was three glasses of wine <laughs> And that was On a, like an empty stomach though In all fairness I, yeah. I had no food in my system And I was Wow, I got upstairs That was You're not You're Somebody else told me That Instagram was batshit crazy I like It was crazy Live so Instagram drunk. I was really <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, is Randy okay? <laughs> People were like, no, I wasn't okay. 
But thank you. That was. We might have to do another one of those. But I don't want to get drunk by myself. It's no fun. It's not fun. I've like made a couple margaritas. I had a margarita on. Maybe we need a live drinking night. Like maybe we just need to do like a FaceTime or a Zoom like drink night. Oh, you have done that. Maybe that's California drunk. Well, no, like not. I mean, only recently. It's not like that was my. I didn't shit. I didn't. I should have got a bottle of wine. I don't have any wine. Where am I gonna? I'm not going to the wine store. I don't even know the the liquor store is open, but you know how many people. I'm sure there are wine wine stores that deliver. Go to liquor. Should I? You want me to pick up a bottle? No. Stop. Stop. Stop it. I'll figure it out and I'll let you know when I have a bottle (laughs) of wine. All I know is, like, it's really, I have to say, it's good to laugh, and it's good to not really rant so much about this coronavirus, because I think people also, like, need to know that, like, there's other things to talk about, because you get so wrapped up in, that's all there is. It's, it, and for what makes tomorrow, like, you will work tomorrow. Yeah. So you have a schedule. You can wake up. Whether or not you roll to your newly assembled office chair in your sweats and don't change in your tie-dyed sweatshirt, which looks great. Thank you. Um, Like, I don't, it's, every day is like just a repeat. It's like rewind, repeat. I'll go, I'll get up. I'll walk the dog. I'll run for 15 minutes. I'll try to get a workout and if the weather is okay, I'll come back home before the sun comes up. And by 730, I'll be sitting on my couch in my apartment saying, okay, I can, I can paint. I can draw. I'm in no way contributing at all to society other than staying on my couch and which staying inside, which huge it is, but there is no, there's no income coming in. There's no, enga- I mean, thank Like there's talking to people like mo I'm, it's just the weirdest thing. It's it's like this. It's almost like Groundhog Day, ish. Completely. And 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 like Wilson. Like I feel like I want to call out for like the volleyball. Like I'm literally starting to talk to. I mean, I've always talked to myself, but like you really talk to like inanimate objects a lot more. I'm like, this is bazonkers. We're truly not meant for this, and I'm not saying that in a way that's like we're not meant for this. So everyone go outside. I'm just saying like. But you're more of an introverted person. You admit that, like, I don't... I am an extrovert who recharges alone. So I like to be with people during the day. I just like to come home to my own space at night. Okay. And I am an only child, so I, I am, like, very good alone. Like, I'm fine. But... I wonder if that helps. I wonder if that's... That would be interesting if you talk to, like, kids that were raised... It alone. Does. That's really interesting. I never even All thought about that. Friends, I have a few close friends who are only children. One of them, her sister was born when she was 14. So grew yeah. up basically, basically like an only child. <laughs> they're not, um, they're practically not related. <laughs> they're basically not related. Yeah. And all of us were like, in normal circumstances, I could probably go three days before I'm like, shit, I haven't seen anyone. I could entertain myself. I could run errands. I could run regular. I could walk the dog. I yeah. could go to the beach. And then in a couple of days, I'd be like, I should see somebody. Under these circumstances, though, when it's like forced, it's way harder. Yeah. I have no idea how I'm even sitting still. Like, I literally, like, I, I don't know. I'm fine. Like, I can paint. I can draw. I can write. But I really so like. Talented. I, I mean, it's not so talent. Many it's yes, so many. It ta- is. Dude, it's all talents that a make me zero dollars. Whether even before this coronavirus, 
I will tell you that I will, after this, I will look to reassess, like, my life and, like, where I'm yep. going and, like, my career. Like, I really want to look at other things to do after this. I don't know what I'm going to do in terms of getting a job. I don't know where I'm going to go to get a job. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to, I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. Because even before this, trying to get a job was, like, an impossible fucking process since everything went, like video and tech like you couldn't even see a person before the coronavirus started you had to go through like this pre-video higher view bullshit and answer these five questions facetiming yourself and then we'll think about calling you back bullshit that's psycho that's psychotic i don't even know like you have to talk to someone to react off of their facial expressions their body language are you answering the question yeah. the right way because you could look at someone and be like that's really not what they want to hear and then you can like change your tact and make like make a hard left or, or like make a right and like change your your dialogue but like when I'm yeah. standing there like talking to you looking at my own face saying you know I really think you should hire me because I'm a really great person I work really hard like it's the weirdest most awkward bullshit feeling and that was before the virus started that was before this corona shit that's also crazy like that's a crazy way to but like, so many organizations are doing that because I hr know. people are overwhelmed they don't want to waste time with like these bullshit you can't even get someone on the phone you can't even get somebody to respond by email look i applied to like trader joe's and the email that i got to reply to once i made it past like the initial send in your resume shit was it was a non-working email that bounced back Really? So I had to then go call that particular store's Trader Joe's, ask to speak to find out who the hiring manager was to get their correct email, sent an email directly to that person. Do you think I heard back? No. Never heard back. But you know what somebody else said? You have to call and you have to follow up. I said, I'm going to literally like hunt somebody down to call them again and be like, hey, I'm the one that sent the email because your website was fucked up and sent the wrong email to reply to. So by the way, I'm already telling you that there's problems with your technology. Please hire me. Well, that's my biggest pet peeve is when you have to play middleman between two Come on. Or number of systems that should should work or people who aren't working hard enough or doing the wrong thing. That's a rant for another day, but I could go on about yeah. that for a fucking year. But it's going to be interesting when this is – I think Lincoln and I started to touch on that about, like, getting back to work because he's also somebody that, like, works by, like, contract and, like, he's not going to any TV studios to do anything live on the air right now. He's, like, sitting in his house waiting, you know, for people to call him. He's not te- – you know, he's teaching via online from Columbia. Like, it's weird as fuck. It's Would whole- you ever leave New York? That's a whole nother conversation that, shockingly enough, I just had with – my friend in Tennessee who was like willing to pay for my car. She was like, if it's the money that's holding you, I will get you a car, pack up your shit and come down here. And I was, I, it, it's ironic. I read an article by Molly Jong fast. Like I follow her on the Twitter and like, she wrote an article in, I think vanity fair or Vogue or something like that. That was like, I am a born and bred New Yorker. This is my home. I am not leaving, but I, all of my friends have left. Like it was one of those like angsty kind of like, did I make a mistake staying? Should I have gotten out? I had places that I could go. I know people that left shit. The people next door to me packed up and took off from Pennsylvania. I talked, I thought about going down. I was like, I could go to Tennessee. Like they, first of all, her house is like 87 rooms. The yeah. garage where they parked the John Deere tractor is bigger than my apartment here. She's like, I'll move the tractor out. We'll sweep the floor. You and Kircher can move in there. 
Yeah. You could have your own floor downstairs in my house. Yeah. I mean, they also live in a one-stoplight town in Cleveland, Tennessee, where I would literally raise the Jewish population a thousand percent. I don't even know if they know what Jews are. Right. Uh, I mean, that would be the least of the problems that I think I would have there, but I don't... I don't, how do you leave? Like, what What am I going for? I could also go to, like, Asheville. Nadine is in Asheville. She has a whole house. She's a, embedded in the art community there. Like, there's a whole yeah. bustling art community. It's, like, a very, like, mixed combination of, like, a... Before Williamsburg was, like, super bougie and, like, a... Com- yeah. Like, it was a Long Island City... Williamsburg thing, come down here. I have a whole house. Like, do I want to go live, like, in the Smoky Mountains also? Like, in the backwoods where... People are like, oh, hey, where are you from? Oh, yeah. you talk funny. Why does your nose look like that? Right. You know, like, fuck you. I, yeah. It was like, it was the same way I had to adjust when I went to live in Kansas. Right. And I knew that I was, and plus, the people that I was going to live with in Kansas were coming from all over the country. It wasn't like they were 100% like Wichitanian. Like, they were not all stuck from Wichita, Kansas. Like, so it wasn't. The adjustment was more like I needed to slow down my speech and I needed to, like, everybody wanted to know what it was like living in New York. And somebody actually did ask me, like, what's up with the Jews and the horns thing? And, you know, you have to get over those stereotypes and your place shouldn't be named New York City bagels when your bagels taste like shit. Like, there's all of those. But it was a much it was a much easier adjustment because it was it was a more of a diverse group coming into a place like Wichita. And every, musical theater people are nomadic by nature, so they travel all over. I think going down to a place like Cleveland, Tennessee, that is just like, tight, like, literally a stoplight, like literally one light. Like, she's like, I'm running to the store, and then I'm going over here, and then I'll be back in five minutes. Like, you literally can do everything from yeah. your driveway. It's not that big. I don't know. Do I go? I thought about it. Like, wh- what am I going for? Am I gonna? Am I packing up my entire apartment? Am I leaving just for now if I go down there? And then they do decide to close off all the borders. How do I get... This is my home. Like, I pretty much lived here practically my whole life. You know? Like, it's... I don't... If I left, I probably should have... If I was thinking of leaving, I thought about this, I probably should have left earlier. Like, I don't... I read that article and I was really like, oh my God. Like, what... I don't know. What do you... She was like, you could come. Like, anytime. I will come. She was like, whatever you need to do to get down here whatever it takes you, you it's there's always a place like and I am so appreciative of that and I it's good to know that it's there and I know you know no one would ever like leave me out on the street like I know that that would never happen never. so there's never. a there is a there's a comfort in that but yet like 48 fucking years old what am I gonna like what am I doing like am I leaving if I leave now I leave under the understanding knowing I am probably not coming back. I will never get an apartment like this again. I will never be able to afford to live here. I can't afford to live here now, but at least I'm in a rent-controlled apartment yeah. and I know my boundaries and my parameters with with like what I can spend on food and what I can spend on I have clothes I don't buy unless like they're on sale or I'm supporting like this only human like organization I buy a sweat like I buy a hoodie because I know the money then pays it forward. Like I can't donate a lot to a lot of shit so I try to like wrap my head around paying it forward in that way like right can i do my art hustle in in cleveland tennessee do i want to give up like the bench and the bench on saturday and the hill with the dog and like i this 
I don't fucking know. Do I try to stick it out and then give myself, like, after this whole coronavirus thing is over, say six months, and if you don't get a job in six months, then you pack it up and, like, move on? I mean, this seems like the wrong time to go anywhere. Like, to be honest. Dude, I have a fucking European passport. I could go anywhere in the EU. Well, Europe is not the right spot right now. I'm just saying, like, I could go, theoretically, I could go anywhere. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, I didn't mean it in like a, are you going to leave during the quarrel? I meant more like oh. when you reevaluate. Yeah. Reevaluation would ever include leaving. Possibly. I mean, I thought about it a lot. I, I did. I thought about it a lot. Look, my one of my friends picked up and moved to Newfoundland. She's literally left Montreal her entire life, her entire family, go live on a fucking rock in the middle of the ocean where she only knew like four people. I mean, there were a few other underlying factors that, you know. We can get right. into offline, right. but, uh, I just, I mean, some people just pick up and go into it. She's also like, she's worked in club med her entire life. So she knows about, again, moving around, meeting new people. Like she's comfortable picking up her life and like starting over somewhere. Like I, I think it's a lot easier. I wouldn't do it when my grandparents were alive. Like that was one of the underlying factors. Like I had a lot of opportunities to stay when I almost died in Lincoln, Nebraska, I thought about living in Nebraska. I thought about finishing and going to get my, you know, advanced degree in scenic painting and design. And I, I was like, I don't want to be that far from my grandparents. Like, it's that wasn't an option then. And then, you know, that played out. And then it was like my mom, you know, you get a little worried. Like, you know, who's going to take care of your parents? And now this whole thing, like, you know, with I'm not even talking to my mom, so whatever. Like, my whole family is so fucked up anyway that... You know, I'm just thankful that I have a lot of, like, extended family, friends who have become, like, fam- who are like my family that I can, yeah. you know, count on and rely on and talk to and all that. So I don't know. I don't, I honestly, it's an excellent question. And I don't, the answer is I don't know. Do I, sometimes you have to shit or get off the pot. It's like when I took the job at Club Med and I stood there at the desk and I had no one to ask what to do. And they yeah. were like, we have a ticket for you, but we need to know now if you want, we'll see you in a week if you take the ticket. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. It was the loneliest feeling ever. I was petrified, and I just literally said to someone, okay, I'm going to pack up and leave to come work for Club Med. I have to get rid of, pack up my apartment, get all my stuff back to my mom's house or in storage, and then I'm getting on a plane, and I'm going to work somewhere. I speak one language barely. I don't know a fucking soul. I have no idea what's going to happen. And I have to tell you, the first two weeks, I was like, I just made the biggest mistake of my life. I got there, and I was like, I really fucked up. Because yeah. I left a really good job. I, I clawed my way up and had a lot of opportunities. I was had my foothold in television. I came from radio and working for Howard Stern, and I was, like, right in, you know, Fox. And I was, like, in the creative services department and working with great people. And then I, was, and then I got moved up to the news department, and I was fucking miserable. And... I was just like, get me out of here. And that opportunity came along and I took it. So I don't, I don't know. It's a scary prospect, but sometimes like you just jump off the fucking cliff. And that was one of those times I did. And like, it turned out to be one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah. And now you look at it and it's almost like you get one go with this shit. Like as far as we know, until somebody, you know, until dead files or, you know, kindred spirits show up and like, let me know something different. Yeah. Do I want to sit around here with my thumb up my ass and, like, beg someone to give me a DJ gig? Or do I want to sit here and, like, beg someone to let me do their fucking social media when I know yeah. what I'm good at and, I, I'm, and, and nobody wants to pay me what I'm worth? 
Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I, maybe if I lived closer to the beach, maybe if I had, it was easier for me to get to the water and like relax and like, I, I don't think I could be landlocked. I could tell you that a thousand percent. Like there's no, oh. I had a really hard time in Kansas. I had the little Arkansas river, like floating through my backyard. And even that little Creek shit, Creek, whatever they want to call it down there, however they speak. I was like, thank God for water because right. I don't think people that don't grow up around water understand what it's like to like, be landlocked it's absolutely torturous yeah i don't think i could do that either so i don't know i mean i guess we cross that bridge when we get to it i mean i've been sitting here like unemployed for way too long like it's not and now it's even worse because now it's compounded by all this shit so yeah i don't have a pot of gold there's no sugar daddy there's no uh enzo at the end of my rainbow (laughs) so uh i don't God bless those people that, you know, can do that for a living and make their money wearing lingerie on YouTube. And every time somebody buys them a fucking thong, they get money in their bank account. More power to them. Agree. Go ahead and do I mean, your thing. I don't I don't judge anyone's. I mean, unless you're hurting someone, I yeah. don't really judge anyone's I don't give a fuck. How you make money, how you make money, whatever. That was a great... Lisa Ling did a great... She was she is a great documentarian reporter. I love those series that she did on CNN. Yeah. And she... Her investigative series. And she did a whole series on these women that make money doing that shit off, like, YouTube and stuff. And literally, the girl said, like... She was, like, shopping in some high-end, like, lingerie store downtown in, like, Soho or some shit. Where, you, like, a thong cost you, like, $500. Yeah. And it was dudes on her fucking cell phone... Every time she held up, like, some lingerie, you heard her phone, like, ping. And she said, every time you hear that ping, that's money that some guy in, like, China or, like, Russia or one of these, like, Saudi Arabia or one of these fucking countries is dropping gold bars into her fucking bank account. Yeah. And she doesn't have to do anything. She's, like, not – I'm not talking, like, naked or, like, any type of, like, weird kind of kink shit going on. That's your thing fine, too. She was literally just putting on fucking laundry and sitting in front of a YouTube camera. Yep. And making bank. Yep. And here we sit ranting. I mean, <laughs> good for her, though, you know? That's I what I say. That opportunity. But, you know. And here we are dealing with this corona shit where, like, who the hell knows when we're ever going to be able to touch another human being again? I mean. We haven't even touched on, like, dating. That's a whole other... Swipe? I'm not... You can't... There is no swiping. No swiping. I'm not touching anything to swipe. Yeah, what's the point? There's no point right now. Also, if you're in a relationship and your significant other doesn't want to quarrel with you, you get out of that relationship. Oh, my God. That would not even be an option. Yeah. Because that would mean, A, you clearly don't want to spend more time with me. Right. And B, you're, like, not really thinking about a future because this is our opportunity to live together. And you're like, nah. Like, I know a couple girls who, like, are not quarantining with their, like, significant others because they didn't want to or their other didn't want to. And I'm like. Well, that's that's an evaluation. That's a relationship reevaluation situation right there. A thousand percent. Yep. I don't even know how that, I don't, that's a whole nother, like, 
I mean, it's one thing if you just started dating like two weeks ago and you're like, yeah, it's too early for us to quarantine together. But, but like, even after this thing, thing, you used to have to ask people about other, you know, shit like, have you been tested or like all this? Okay. Now, what do you ask? Have you had the virus? Like, is that the next question yeah. on the before anything can happen? <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to share your wine glass like or your fork. Like you can't. I, I don't want to eat off your plate. Dude, I eat off. We don't even have to be. I will eat off anybody's plate. Like, that's Thanks. just how you are. You're like, dude, are you eating that? Are you done with those fries? I think you're done with those fries. I'm very much, probably before all this swung too far on the side of not a germaphobe. Like, I, not that I was licking the inside of anyone's nose. Yeah. But I would, I would share a glass or, like, eat someone's food or, like, like that. I wasn't, I've never been a germaphobia type of person. Like, obviously, like vomit and poop and blood like I don't no. like any of that yeah but like it doesn't and I don't want to see someone slobber on their nose and then I shake their hand but like I'm not generally like oh there's germs all over this I'm wiping everything down yeah no your glass that's not me at all I'm just not that way and now it's like fuck I know Is everyone infected but that's what you have to think about and then it's like and then it becomes like oh where do you go out to eat like do you do you even like where do you even go on, like, a date? Like, where would you even... Like, a restaurant's going to have signs up that are, like, instead of letter grades now, because they've not passed health inspection, they're going to be, like, coronavirus-free? I know. Like, everybody's going to have, like, some type of corona grade? Like, what the fuck? Honestly, like, I think the reintroduction to society, whenever the fuck that happens, is going to be a weird one. It's going to be weird as fuck, but you know what? Maybe it's good because maybe everybody starts the fuck over and everybody starts back at square one. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. then it's, like, the process. Like, you crawl before you walk, before you do anything. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so nuts. Like, are you going to be able to go, like, sit in the movie theater and, like, sit in chairs that other people have sat in? Like, where do we I mean, go? Oh, it's going to go down. Then you, think, oh. Well, once we get, once they get a vaccine, I think we'll all feel better. But, like, no, it's going to be a weird reintroduction back into the, the everyday things about life. Like, we're going to be ranting just, about that like a motherfucker because you know shit's going to go bad. Completely, but I look forward to that because it means this shit is over. Yeah. Like, I can't wait. Let me, can I say this? The day that we're ranting about how our reintroduction to society has been going, I just want to say whatever that day comes, I'm going to be so grateful. And whatever is going on that day, I'm going to take a minute to just say, at least we're back in the world. Like, we're shitting on people. We're angry. We had to go to the courthouse to whatever you had to go to the courthouse for, some dog eat another dog and you're like (laughs) like i'm just gonna be so grateful that that's the shit that we're back to and we're not isolated in our homes anymore the regular daily bullshit that is so mundane and so taken for granted that daily bullshit of just being a person yep all right i just want to be a person Person. I just want to be a person. Dude, I'm so worried about my eyebrows and my nails. I can't even tell you. I'm so worried. I think there's other things you have to worry about. Look at, I, I mean, know, but I look at my know. hair. What, I mean, <laughs> I've picked all my nails off. I've like, I've. Yeah, but I take pride in my nails. I know you do. But that's like a hashtag first world problem right now. You're going to have to Google, you're going to have to go YouTube. It's a, it's a, 
it's it's beyond a first world problem because technically we're a first world, so it's like a zero world problem. Yeah, you're gonna have to go YouTube how to file how to file your your own nails and while you do that, I'll uh, I'll try to like learn another language or something or be somewhat productive. <laughs> Usually, putting on pants is a big accomplishment for the day. Yeah, agree. Or changing my shirt, showering. Yes. Yeah, something. Good. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Send us home. Dude, I, unless you got anything else to say, we went down a lot of winding roads, which I think was good because it didn't have to be all good. screaming insanity. Right. No, I'm good. I'm going to make myself an egg sandy. All right. Um, nice. But no, okay. So find me on the gram at Doodleheads. Find me on the Twitter at Small Pencil Club. Every night, 8 p.m. ET, 5 p.m. PT, we got the live DJ jams going at Doodleheads. Instagram kicks us off. Fuck them. We're coming right back. So if you ever get kicked off the Instagram stream, it's not over. We're not ending it. Come right back. Fuck Instagram. You think they're kicking Questlove off? Fuck no. They're not kicking off Be Nice. So they're not kicking off Doodleheads either. You can find me on the gram at Franklin, F-R-A-N-Q-L-1-N, and nowhere else because I can't. Peace and hair grease. Yes! <laughs> All right, so I just want to wrap this up because laughter is good and laughing is healthy and laughter is normal and you need to laugh and you need to like laugh from your heart. But I think that when you see a picture from one of your friends posted from the upper floors of Mount Sinai Hospital looking over Fifth Avenue into East Meadow Park, uh, the East Meadow Park portion of Central Park, and you see the slabs where they're going to be building pop-up hospital units for beds for people and that doesn't punch you in the fucking gut and make you want to throw your fucking guts up and gives you every reason to keep your motherfucking ass in your motherfucking house on your motherfucking couch and go out for the essentials food medicine and or the doctor and your one exercise a day Go out at the crack of dawn when there's no one out. Go out at midnight when there's no one out. Stay the fuck away from people. Six feet or more. I would even go, I would say 10 feet, 12 feet. Don't fuck with six feet. Just stay the fuck home. They are literally building pop-up hospitals in the East Meadow of Central Park, which, by the way, is Native American land. The land of the Native Americans where they were first. So let us please first respect the land. Let us first respect the people that were on that land. And let us respect the people that truly belong to that land now. And let's not get lost in all of the muckety-muck and understand what a vital... What, what Central Park means to New Yorkers. Because I can guarantee you that... There would be many of us, including myself, that if Central Park did not exist, we would not be here. This would not be our home without that park. That park is that important to us. It is that, it is that much of a part of our soul and our essence and of our being. And it doesn't matter what part of the city you're from. Everybody has touched a foot in, in that park and has some connection to that park. And to see those pop-up hospitals going up in that park from that view looking from that bird's eye view from someone who is risking their life going to work in that hospital to take care of people 
that are sick and potentially dying or hopefully getting better and leaving and then contributing to the antibodies with their plasma for the vaccine, take a minute and soak that in. Go Google that picture. I'll post the picture with the podcast tweet. Because when they start driving up refrigerated trucks into your fucking backyard, maybe you'll stay the fuck home and maybe it'll sink the fuck in that you need to close your non-essential motherfucking business and keep your motherfucking ass in, the, in your apartment, in your house, in your brownstone, because it's not that fucking hard. It, it, hard is getting up and going to work knowing you don't have the proper fucking PPE equipment. Hard is getting up and going to work watching people die. Hard is getting up and going into a senior home and knowing that family members are not going to be there when their loved ones uh, need them the most. Hard is knowing, hard is knowing that you're going to go deliver a baby without your significant other person. That's fucking hard. Sitting on your couch watching Netflix, not hard. Sitting, in your, sitting on your couch listening to a podcast, not hard. Sitting on your couch drawing, painting, writing, creating, not hard. Sitting on your couch, drooling on yourself, not hard. Find something to do constructively on your couch and fucking do it. And then stay there and then do it again. Just be a good fucking human being. And I'm going to end it with that because you know what? We need to get back to the left or we need to get back to finding and checking in on our people and knowing that somewhere there is a light at the end of this horrendously, hideously dark tunnel. And I, I'm, I'm not giving up, and you shouldn't give up either, and we're going to get through it, and we're going to rant about it, and we're going to laugh about it, and we're probably going to cry about it, and we're probably going to turn the TV off a little bit more and not watch so much news about it. But there will be a point in time when we can hopefully say, do you remember when about it? And that's all I got to say. And until the next time, we'll give you an extra, extra, extra peace, and I need hella, hella hair grease. <laughs>